Like, if this wasn't such a sad episode, I would just, like, lay in Pony. Yes. Oh. I love it. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today, we're talking about season two, episode 25, Meeting Mr. Pony. Hey, Mary. What happened this week? Dylan keeps bothering Brenda while she tries to study for midterms, so they go to the peach pit to study there. Brenda studies well past closing while Brandon and Dylan recycle things. While they're out back, a man with a gun comes inside and instructs Brenda to open the register. He takes money and leaves and takes Brenda's purse on his way out. Brandon and Dylan comfort Brenda at home with Cindy and Jim and remind her that she has a stuffed horse named Mr. Pony. Cindy finds Mr. Pony in an unpacked box and gives him to Brenda to sleep with. Brenda dreams man with gun is in her house. She cuddles with Mr. Pony and goes back to sleep. The next morning, Jim tells Cindy not to give Brenda the information for a support line that can help her process her trauma because she might get carried away with it or something. (laughs) At school, Brenda jokes around like she's fine, but she's having flashbacks of the robbery. She's also super annoyed that everyone keeps talking to her about it. Andrea tells Brandon that she's worried about Brenda and Brenda needs to talk to somebody about what she went through. Brandon talks to Brenda, but she but she doesn't let on that she's still freaked out. That night, she dreams about the night of the robbery, but not the way it really happened. By the next morning, Brenda has torn apart her room in an effort to organize it. Also, she's late for her midterms. When the test begins, the teacher rings a bell, which triggers a flashback, and Brenda panics. She screams and runs out of the classroom, and Dylan comforts her. Cindy and Jim comfort Brenda and help her realize that they're not disappointed in her, but they're just worried. Jim admits that he was dumb to not get her into counseling and that love and support alone isn't enough in a situation like this. Brenda is clearly worried about the stigma of going to the brain doctor, which makes me sad because therapy is like the best dude. (laughs) Brenda goes to therapy. Her therapist has her remember a very good memory to think about when she gets anxious, but man with gun invades her safe space. Therapist assures Brenda that they're going to work very hard together to help her heal. The whole gang gets together to support Brenda after her therapy session, but they don't want her to know that's what they're doing. They all make her feel better about going to therapy. Turns out Kelly, Steve, and David have also talked to a therapist before. Cindy gets a call that they caught a suspect and need Brenda to identify him. She panics and says she can't do it, to the dismay of Jim, Cindy, and Dylan. Brenda wants to go, but she's afraid. She basically says, quit calling me brave, you fuckers. Shit's scary. Now let's go ID this bitch. (laughs) Brenda IDs that bitch, and Dylan takes her to the peach pit to celebrate with all her friends. Then she goes to sleep with Mr. Pony. (laughs) That was a perfect synopsis. That was so good. And yeah, that's it. That's the episode. You can find us at... (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us at backtopodcasts at (laughs) gmail.com. No, I mean, really, if you think about it, like, not a lot happened in mm-hmm. this episode, but I still thought it was a really good episode. Oh, yeah. I did, too. I thought it was a great episode. Mary and I were saying earlier how it was, like, just really linear, and this might be the first time that we've had one storyline and not having to break up days. Or, like, when it's days, it's, like, literally the next day, then the next night, then the next mm-hmm. day, then the next night. 
And so we're not having to be like, okay, so should we talk about blah, blah, blah first? Or can we talk about this? Well, and we don't have to worry about like, there's some really serious main plot. And then like, Brandon wants to go get laid at a frat party. Right. Or like they go to the horse race. And that's why it's called Mr. Pony. <laughs> yeah. No. And I first thought I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Pony? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they introduced Mr. Pony, I was like, oh my God. Okay. I just find it a weird um, episode title. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fine because, like, what else would you have called it? Like, man with gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Therapy rules. My God, I really, this whole episode, when they started talking about her going to, like, the trauma counselors and all that, I was like, is this the moment that everyone in Beverly Hills realizes that therapy is what they need? Seriously, though. Because, like, there are some people that have gone to therapists, as you find out later, but, like, everyone on the show needs therapy. Brandon needs therapy. He probably needs it the most, honestly. Everyone needs therapy. Yeah. But, like, that's literally one of the last scenes in the show. Yeah. So I feel like we got to backtrack all the way up. Because it's midterms week and everyone's studying and Brenda and Dylan think that somehow it's a good idea to study alone together in the <laughs> living room at the Walsh house. Yep. And Brenda's like, well, if A equals B and B equals C, then what is C equal? And Dylan's like, you make out? <laughs> yeah. Your lips on mine. That's what it equals. And then they make out. But I that's not what they're supposed to do. Right. So Brenda's like, no, 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 we can't do this. This isn't working. We're going to go somewhere that is brightly lit and crowded. <laughs> and Dylan's like, not the library. <laughs> I do love how, like, he was talking about making out with her and stuff. And he's just like, it's chemistry. And she's like, no, it's physics. And now it's history. <laughs> I love that. I was like, you are good at this. I know. I love it. And just their banter is always good. Like they have really, really, really good. It, it really, truly, they have really great chemistry. Honestly. Yeah. So. Like nothing was really going on mm -hmm. in this scene, but I was like, this is just cute. Yeah. Like I could sit here and watch this. Exactly. I'm totally fine with this. Mm -hmm. It just feels more like more and more that they're super comfortable with each other, both as actors and as characters. And we're just allowed to see it. Like, yeah. I'm just happy we're allowed to have I'm just happy that I'm invited. Yeah, just thanks for letting me come to the party, man. You know, it's a great party. They're great hosts. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's just nice that not every single episode with them is filled with some sort of fight or drama or dust up that doesn't need to be a thing. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of drama later, but, like, this is just, like, a nice little thing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, even when we go over to the Peach Pit and you see, you know, Brandon's trying to work while Andrea's quizzing him on like the Jurassic period, like the different periods of mm -hmm. dinosaurs and whatnot. And Steve's like, why do I need to know this? When is anyone ever going to ask me about this? And Brandon's like Friday at 10 a.m. Yeah. Like this week, dude. <laughs> like, like it's just cute. Mm -hmm. And then they like pan over and literally everyone is there studying and Donna and David are studying together. And Kelly's just like, I'm just here for the jukebox. <laughs> yeah. I just need change. Yeah. And apparently Donna's really good at the math part but then she's like yeah it helps when you've taken it before and you're like oh oh donna poor donna yeah um and then yeah brenda and dylan show up and they sit at a different table and they like make out a little bit first mm -hmm. and they make out a lot this, this episode which is i mean i'm for it oh yeah i'm fine with it just a comment but yeah now and then everybody like goes off and does their studying and apparently they stay 
hours. Mm-hmm. And you have to assume it's like after midnight because the peach pit's open till like 11. Right. And then Brandon has to go through all of his closing duties. And they're mm-hmm. just like, they're the last ones sitting in there. And that's when Andrea and Steve leave and I'm back on the Stondria train. Oh, heck yeah. Like, oh my God. I mean, because we know bye bye John. Like, we ain't going to see John. Also, you know that when they study together, they make out. Yes. Things happen. Well, and like, yeah, he goes to give her a ride home and she comes back to get his spark notes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know how Steve is with his spark notes. I was like, how is Steve with his spark notes, Andrea? I know. It's like, she knows things about Steve that other people don't, which is adorable. Yeah, I was like, y'all are making out outside right now in his car. <laughs> and how do you know he puts it under his bed? Were you on his bed? Did you reach under that pillow with your hands, Andrea? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you doing? Ooh la la. Oh my God, I just want it. I want yeah. it so bad. Yeah, we want it. Yeah, no, it really helps that John is gone and we know he's not yeah. coming back because then I don't have to feel any sort of feelings about Sandria other exactly. than... Abject joy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, then basically Brandon like bullies Dylan into doing the recycling with him because it's, you know, Dylan, it's not like it's Dylan's job or anything to. Oh, yeah. It's not like Brandon has been given strict instructions (laughs) to do it himself. Right. But whatever. And then, yeah, Dylan makes that comment of like, you're still going to be here when I come back. Right. And just all, you know, cutesy and make making out a little bit again and Mm -hmm. whatever. But they leave. Brenda alone and nobody locked the front door and you just feel like something sinister is about to happen I mean yeah because the first time when Andrea comes back in for the spark notes it's like that misdirect and you're like it's just Andrea it's totally fine yeah and Brenda's like jumpy about it yeah and then the next guy comes in and he's got that giant shotgun huge gun huge gun I almost was like can you hold that with one hand Like, like that thing yeah that Huge. is some forearm strength. Yeah, I said, why is the gun so big and why is this guy so out of breath? Because he's trying to hold the gun up. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he like points it at her face and then like she's in shock and she can't move and then he cocks the gun and puts it back in her face. This was terrifying. This was terrifying. Like I don't actually have any notes about yeah. what happened here because I was just watching it because like she's just scared like she can't do anything and he's just yelling at her Mm -hmm. and then he makes her go behind the counter so she'll give him all the money out of the register and And he's like oh and he's like smashing all the stuff Mm -hmm. and like throwing glasses around with the gun and freaking her out and yeah the thing jams and she can't get it open and he just starts yelling at her Mm -hmm. about it and like pointing a gun in her face and then she finally gets it open and he starts telling her how pretty she is yeah, she, he's like, you're kind, you're pretty cute. It's a shame. Like, I don't remember what he said. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, you're pretty cute. And then she doesn't say anything. And he's like, you're supposed to say thank you when someone gives you a compliment. Oh, it's so gross. It's it so made gross. me so uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, like gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, and then he gets everything he wants, and he gets all weird about it. And then he makes her turn around and start counting really loudly while he goes away. And then we cut to the outside, and you see Brandon and Dylan are just, like, tossing cans back and mm-hmm. forth to each other of just, like, being teenage boys. Which, like, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. They didn't do anything wrong. No. And I, like... I am surprised I didn't hear anything. Well, and that was but... the thing. I was like, just hear something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if they had come in, like, he could have panicked and shot somebody. Which, yeah, is brought up later, which is a very valid point. Yeah, because so he even in. asks her. He's like, is anybody else here? And they're, like, she's like, 
yes, they're in the back. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you and, you know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But they, they end up finally Terrifying. coming back inside and there's just glass and ketchup and straws and napkins all over the floor and she's just on the ground. Still and got, they, like, her hands over her ears. Ugh, and, and they both run to her and mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, my God, what happened? I know. It was awful. That was, like, that was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. And then I was really glad when they so they call the cops and the cops come and their parents come and all this stuff and everyone's telling Brenda how good she did. Yeah. Like, nobody is saying, like, you didn't get a good look at the guy. Like, there's well, not really anything I can go off of. Yeah, I mean, the cop kind of says a little bit like that. He, like, he's a little annoyed that Brenda, all she got was, like, a gray t-shirt or a gray jacket and, like, a hat. But then he's like, listen, you did everything correctly. You handled this really well. You did everything you were supposed to do. Yeah, and, like, Nat shows up and he's like, it's only money. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everyone is just like, you're fine. That's yep. what's important. And then they go, and Brandon, of course, is the one that's like, can we go now? Or can we take yeah. her home? And then D- that's when Dylan finds out that the guy took her purse. Yeah, he's like getting all the books together, and he's like, wait a minute, Bren, where's your purse? Which is so scary. Yeah, that's even scarier. I'm not even scarier, but that's like just to compound, further compound like, the It's already theory. bad enough. Yeah. And then you find out that while you were sitting on the ground, while he had a gun pointed at you, he stole all your stuff, and now like... He could have your keys. He could have your, your identity. Address. He knows where you live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrifying. And, like, they even address it because they go home and they're like, we're going to change the locks. Mm-hmm. Like, he just took all the cash. He left. Like, he doesn't have your stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of, like, all start talking, like, all at once about, like, oh, well, the address and da 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 And you can just see Brenda's face just getting so overwhelmed and just, like, wanting people to stop talking about it so she can just have a minute. And they gave her ice cream. They did give her ice cream. I was yep. so happy. I was like, continuity. <laughs> She's she eating ice cream. She does need the ice cream. That's like a glass of bourbon for Brenda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, it was so scary. And they're like, you know, doing all of this talking and just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, and basically then they talk about how, like, brave Brenda is and, like, how wonderful she is and how nothing gets to her. And she just, like so easily just like um pops right back up gets back on the horse literally literally yeah and so they start telling dylan basically about like when she used to brenda's an equestrian (laughs) we learn we learn brenda used to be an equestrian did she the one time they did go on the horse trip with their paralyzed cousin brenda was there right yeah okay and dylan rode yeah she and dylan rode and then kelly and paralyzed rode and then Mm -hmm. uh I know that's Cousin really Bobby. Good. Cousin <laughs> Bobby, thank you. Who oh boy. <laughs> I don't remember his name. And then Brandon sucked at riding, is that right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it was like all herky jerky. Yeah. That he was horse just by himself. Just mm-hmm. took him for a ride. <laughs> yeah. But not Brenda, because Brenda's mm-hmm. an equestrian. Yep. And how when she was little she like fell or whatever. Yeah. I kind of like dozed off. Not dozed off, but like Oh, the horse got stung by a bee and threw That's her off. That's what it is. That was what it was. And then they they bought her the Mr. Pony doll. And I think, like, Jim said something to her of, like, some awe-inspiring Jim Walsh words. <laughs> and then she got back on the horse. Mm-hmm. Literally. They, uh, <laughs> I did think it was really funny at the very end of that scene when she's like, wait a minute. 
if he has my driver's license, does that mean I have to take my driver's test again? I know. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's funny. Like, that's that's good that's cute. That's like trying to lighten it up. Trying to like, okay, mm-hmm. we're coming back. I had my two bowls of ice cream. Exactly. Two bowls, three scoops. <laughs> now that means no driver's test, right? Right. Okay, good. We're all in agreement. Okay, I'm ready for bed. Everything's fine. So she's not ready for bed because she's already having nightmares oh, yeah. about all of this happening. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't remember the order that her nightmares happen, but every time it's like something's different, right? Because yes. like he comes in, he puts the gun on her face and she starts like bargaining and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I, oh my God, I, I can't do anything. Da-da-da-da. Well, and I think <clears throat> he said, he says the cute line, like you're pretty cute in this nightmare, I, th- okay. I think. I think so. Yeah. Because um, I know she has like three, right? I think so. At least. she has the one at the school, the one the first night. And then I know she has another one because then she decides to stop sleeping. I thought the first night she dreamed she went to the bathroom and he oh, was yes. in the bathroom with her. That's exactly like, what Like she is. hears the gun click. Yep. Okay. Because you don't realize it's a dream. You mm-hmm. think she just wakes up and goes to the bathroom. And then she hears a ch ch and then. Yeah, because she starts seeing him everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so number two is what we were talking about. Okay, I think. yeah. Dream number two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Mr. Pony didn't help because Cindy found Mr. Pony and gave it to her to sleep with, and yeah, it didn't help. Oh, my Coming God. from a person who is terrified of all noises in the middle of the night or just at nighttime period, a stuffed animal definitely wouldn't help. Like, I don't know what would help because I haven't figured it out yet, but it's definitely not a stuffed animal. I mean, definitely in Brenda's scenario... Oh, yeah. Therapy. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Like, yeah. she needs to deal with the trauma that just happened to her, mm-hmm. which, which is, is even something... Segue. Yeah, it's the thing they're talking about the next morning mm-hmm. is the cops brought over or, like, gave Cindy, like, trauma counselor pamphlets mm-hmm. and are like, this is probably going to be something that she should look into. And Jim is just like, no, because if we try and force her into trauma counseling, she's going to realize she went through trauma. That's not how that works, Jim. Yeah, he's like, that's super very much not it. how that works. It yeah. made no sense. He's like, well, with someone like Brenda, she's bound to get carried away with it. And it's like, it's what like, do you mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Also, like, if she got carried away, like, is not that a good thing? Because she's probably, like, helping herself. Like, I, if. Like, I felt like he was implying that she's, like, really impressionable and that she's going to take it to a level where she's going to make it out into a bigger deal than it was. Oh, oh, that's yeah. exactly what he was saying. And it makes no sense Mm-mm. because it's like she literally had a gun in her face. Right. Like, yeah. how can you possibly make it a bigger deal than that? Right. Well, and like, I feel like this is just minimizing trauma. Like, oh, he's yeah. just telling mm-hmm. her that what she went through wasn't that bad, so she shouldn't have any feelings about it. Also, she has her family and friends. She has such a good support system. She'll be fine. She has thoughts and prayers. Tots yeah. and pears. <laughs> Yeah, no, like all this whole thing where they're just like, no, we're not going to talk to her about her own trauma. We're just going to not deal with it. Yeah, like like, we're just going to like, we're just going to help her through it by just being here. But like they don't talk to her about it. Like that's we're there so that you just know that our presence is there. But Mm -hmm. we're not like you should know that you you can talk to us about it, but we're not going to talk to you about it. Correct. Like it was just it was ridiculous. And then she goes to school, and everyone's handling it all weird. Yeah, because Donna's like, well, I would freak out, and I'd die. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Ooh. She'd be like, you'd be walking down this hallway without me, because I'd be dead. Yeah. And I was like, And Steve Donna, tries no. to be, like, sweet about it, and just be like, oh, I'm so glad you're okay. 
but is still like a little weird about it because he just doesn't know. He probably just doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Well, and that was like at this point, because yeah, Steve was trying to be all helpful of like, are you okay? I heard what happened. And then she goes to see Dylan and she's like trying so hard to act like nothing's wrong. She yeah. comes up behind him and is like, bang. Yeah. She like jokes about the gun, which is obviously like a, um, um, what's coping mechanism. For? Yes. Coping mechanism. Thank you. Yeah. Because she, is just trying to be like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, I'm totally can, fine. Yeah. Like, let's joke about it. And Dylan is like beating himself up over it. And at this point in my notes, I was like, it's so sweet to me that Dylan and Brandon are beating themselves up over it. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm just assuming Brandon's beating himself <laughs> up over it. We have it. no evidence yet. <laughs> I can't prove any of that. Mm-hmm. But then it's really sad because then she and Dylan start making out again. And now she's triggered by it. Yeah, because now she can, like, remember this is the last thing that happened before that guy came in. That's so terrible. It can was you imagine? So, and then, like, her face. Yes. Like, it completely changes. Mm-hmm. And Dylan just doesn't see it, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I think he sees it, yeah. Because, yeah, he's like, oh, first of all, he has to read Crime and Punishment by tomorrow, which is just a horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a terrible idea. You're not going to finish a Russian novel in a day. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Because then, like, he's talking about that. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we got free period. And meanwhile, she's, like, ash-faced. Mm-hmm. And just, like, like sunken, like, dead eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you want to go read? Let's go read? Reading? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, I didn't like, notice Her anything. little face. Her little face. Well, and then it was like, if, you know, things weren't worse, like, she goes into <clears> class, <throat> I guess, and Andre is there. And... I would have thought Andrea would have been better than she was just because of, like, her rap line experience and stuff. But she just starts talking about all the logistics of it. Yeah. I, like, she's being too logical. I got the feeling that because she had just come from the police station and, like, she might have been in, like, investigative journalism mode versus, like, mm, the helpline. Because that's what I thought, too. I was, like, the teen hotline. Like, she should come in and be, like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can do? I'm here for you. Da, 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 versus like if the guy I saw is the same guy that you saw then we can go find him and you have to make sure that you give your statement to match mine what did he look like and she's like stop calling him my guy which I'm like yeah yeah, yeah no totally get it well she keeps like hearing the 18 wheeler truck and she keeps hearing the bell and oh my god the bell mm-hmm. that's a hard one to get away from yeah. like you think she'd get away from the 18 wheelers but the bell the you bell. can't get away from the bell well, because it could be a bike bell it could be a school bell it could be a church bell it, it could, could be, be your restaurant bell. alarm bell mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but yeah i mean and you can tell like andrea is really trying to like be logical about it and yeah probably like catch the guy and stuff but it's just not helping at all but she at least did pick up on how you know, upset and how traumatized Brenda is because then she walks up in the hallway to Brandon and he's a dick by saying, well, maybe she just didn't want to talk to you about it. I'm like, what does that matter? Yeah, that's where I was like, oh, Brandon isn't beating himself up over it. He's being a dick. Again, maybe it's a thing that Jason Priestley just read the line wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know. Because I could see him saying like, well, maybe she didn't want to talk to you about it thinking because you're not a therapist or you're not the police or you're not family. Yeah. But not in a jerk way, like you're not worth somebody confiding in. He just always puts on this sarcastic tone. Right. Yeah. It's just totally unnecessary. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And also, fuck you, Brandon. Andrea and Brenda are friends. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, and like, like, how dare you? 
I do think that Brandon's going through a little bit of trauma, too, with the sake of, like, well, this happened at my job. Like, I have to go back there. I mm-hmm. do have to close up at night again. And if I forget to, you know, close the front door, this could happen to me. Yeah. I let this happen to my sister. You know, all that kind of stuff. But they don't really even don't, bother to yeah. address that until he's back at the peach pit. And then it's very much like, well, I handled my own trauma by facing my fears and coming back to work. And I'm done now. Right. I got back on the horse. Yeah. Right? Little bitch, <laughs> fuck you. Because <laughs> that's not how that happens. Mm-hmm. That's not how any of that happens. Mm-hmm. And but like, yeah, everyone's at school and they're talking, and you know, Kelly's just like, oh, I'm so stressed out from midterms. I need to go home and take a bath because there's no coke. And oh then, yeah, I forgot about this. I didn't write it down. Well, I just remembered it because then she says that, and then Brenda's trying to be all normal. Is like, I could use a bath too, and Steve's like, So could I, guys. <laughs> Let's do it together. I do remember he like asked specifically for a threesome. Yeah, he specifically asked for a threesome in a tub. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's such a teenage boy thing to do. It is. Like, I wasn't even mad about it. Yeah. I was just like, the fuck? Yeah. He's going to try and get to Kelly any way he can. Anyway. That's oh so funny. Oh, my God. But yeah, then she's like at home and Brenda's like trying to study. And then studying is triggering her too because she was studying at the Peach Pit. And when it happened. Yeah, and then... It's just so she starts like doing anything she can to get around it. Yeah, like, and she I think has it's... another dream. This is when she has dream number two, and she wakes up and she's like, "Okay, I can't." Go yeah, to sleep. and she starts like going through her closet and like cleaning stuff out, and mm-hmm. like, "Well, I couldn't find an outfit, so I had to go through my entire closet." Mm-hmm. And then the all the Walshes are just like, "Brandon's like, Dad, I'm gonna be late for school. I can't just sit here and wait for her to deal with her trauma." Yeah, and Jem's like, "She's gotta go to school. I've told her several times to get ready." Like, okay, shouldn't this be a warning sign? Like, yeah, shouldn't you guys be a little concerned about this? Mm-hmm. Not just like, "Well, she's messing with my plans." Mm-hmm. So, fuck that. Yeah, that was a bad look for at least Jim. Cindy, it's only a bad look for Cindy because she didn't, like, take up for Brenda. But Jim was the one that said all this stuff and Brandon. Yeah, and I do think, like, to an extent, Cindy is trying. Yeah, yeah. It's just the the men are overpowering. Right. Like, why does Jim get the authority to decide whether or not Brenda can go to therapy? Exactly. That's what I want to know. Exactly. No, that's that's very much like a possessive mm-hmm. ownership over her kind of a thing that I'm not feeling. Well, it's such a shame that a lot of times it takes so much more. Like, you have the traumatic incident, but then it almost takes the reaction and the like the actions that you do afterwards to be so much worse mm-hmm. to finally get people to realize, oh something's actually wrong. It's like, why can't you just recognize that the trauma was bad to begin with? So why don't you, even if Brenda had not reacted the way that she did, why not just let her go to therapy to talk it through and like really make sure something's like not wrong or that she can figure out how to like deal with it. I just don't like the whole like, well, it's got to get like five times worse before we actually address that this is a problem. Which is, yeah, that's like really common in like mental health situations that a lot of people won't deal with it until they reach a crisis point Mm -hmm. because they're just like, oh, well, I can handle it up until the point where they can't anymore and they break yeah. down and need help. But the reality is they needed help way before so that it never got to the crisis point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, exactly. And like Brenda says something, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's the next thing in my notes that she was saying she didn't want to be a burden on anybody. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that is 
such a huge thing in like mm-hmm. mental health. Like you're not being a burden on anybody, mm-hmm. but you don't want to ask for help. You want to prove that you're okay without doing things. And like, yeah, it's going to keep building and building and building until it's already way past where you should have gotten help mm-hmm. because you don't want to feel like a burden. And frankly, it kind of feels like your family would be treating it like you'd be having a burden too. Yeah, it's like nothing to this point has given her any evidence to show that it wouldn't be confirmed that yeah. she's a burden. Well, yeah, and even when they mention that they they know about the, you know, trauma stuff and that they made an appointment for her and she's like, I have to go see a shrink. Yeah, there's already a stigma. Like, she already feels that. And yeah, like, that's not... That's not how that works, mm-hmm. Brenda. I just, no. Well, and to this point, we don't know if Jim and Cindy had even mentioned or brought up the topic of therapy or a crisis counselor or a grief counselor or whatever it is to Brenda. I feel so, like you have to assume they didn't. Yeah. So it's not even like they've let her make that decision. They just made the decision for her. Namely, which is, Jim did. Which is a whole other thing mm-hmm. of like, if she has to come at it without knowing that like, they're already thinking about it and that these options are already available to her and she just has to come out of nowhere and be like, I think I need help. Yeah. Like, that's a scary thing to have to say. Mm-hmm. So I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the crisis point, is that's where we come to next. They're taking their midterms, Dylan and Brenda. I want to say Andrea was in that class too. I feel like someone else was in the class, but someone I don't remember. Else. Because this is where the teacher's saying, like, all right, well, here's, you know, all of your rules for the test. This is what the first section is. This is what the second section is. And then he hits the little bell on his desk and just, like, sends her back. Triggers her immediately. And she's, like, having a dream, like a daydream, and basically envisions that that Dylan and Brandon would have come back into the restaurant and the guy would have shot them and killed them. And then she starts screaming Mm -hmm. and runs out of the classroom she's like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and Dylan catches up with her in the hallway and she's like I'm so sorry I couldn't save you you just shot you yeah and he's like what no what is going on Mm -hmm. it's terrifying yeah it's terrifying that she's having these thoughts like she's not handling it well and it upsets me that like this had to happen exactly and people weren't seeing it Mm -hmm. totally but at least now i mean well yeah because now it gets to that point but that's when she's like in bed and jim and cindy try to get her to come down and have something to eat and she's like no i don't want to eat and they're like well we made an appointment for you tomorrow which also who gets an appointment next day like go y'all yeah jim wash this go tv world go bean counter (laughs) (laughs) i made a call and they were like eight weeks (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they say like they've made an appointment for her the next day. And this is when Jim does his whole like, uh, what does he say to her? Like it. It's not something to be embarrassed about. Yeah. It's the whole like we thought if we didn't make it a big deal that you wouldn't make it a big deal mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what he said. He just made me mad this whole episode. Yeah. It was a little like putting the onus on Brenda and I'm like, okay, but maybe she didn't even know this was an option. Well, and that's the she didn't because yeah. he li- nobody he told her. D- he deliberately hid the information from yeah. her, so she didn't get carried away. Mm-hmm. No. Which what the no fuck, sense. Jim? That's shut up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, and I was like, 
I was so excited. I was like, she's going to go to therapy. She's going to realize how amazing it is, how helpful it's going to be for her. And she is going to like take charge of it and show up the next day at school and be like, y'all let me tell you about how amazing therapy is. Mm -hmm. And like, that is just all I want in my life. I want everyone to be like, well, I have my therapy on Mondays and Thursdays. You guys have therapy on Tuesday. So we'll all hang out on Friday. Right. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I can actually see Brenda being like going to therapy and then being very much like, hey, guys, have you heard of therapy? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, especially after she goes to therapy and everyone's at the house. I was like, this is perfect. This is a good positive environment. This is it. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, it didn't totally happen. But like they had a frank conversation about Mm -hmm. therapy. But that's, yeah, because then we like. Get to the therapy session. Mm hmm. Well, actually, I skipped one thing. Um, I don't remember exactly where it was, but this is kind of when you figure out that Brandon was afraid to go to work. Yeah, because he's at the Peach Pit. Is this – is he talking yeah. to Dylan? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when you figure out that, like, Brandon was is – ex- Yeah, too. he's yeah. experiencing some effects too, but it's, it's that same thing of, like, well, Brandon's fine. He's strong enough to handle this. He faced his own fears and just went back to work, mm-hmm. and it was like – or you could have, you know, said that he realized that he was having some, you know, he had a traumatic experience and he also would like to go to therapy. Right. right. I think it was a little too easy to make the female counterpart or female twin go to therapy, but the male one not. Oh, yeah. And I, re- I think it really kind of belittles Brenda. Yeah. Like... I definitely think this was a misstep. I think Mm -hmm. they both should have needed therapy. For sure. Because even, yeah, like when everybody finds out that she's going to her therapy session because he told them and they all come by and like want to make sure she's okay. And he's like, well, I got to go to work. Mm -hmm. Like you're just acting like nothing happened. Exactly. That said, um, that conversation was a really good depiction of like the anxiety that both Brandon and Dylan are feeling because that's one thing that happens like when you have anxiety you go over a situation and every possible outcome that it could have had Mm -hmm. over and over and over again and it gets like obsessive Mm -hmm. like this episode did such a good job of showing that in Brenda like with just the different outcomes every time she would have a nightmare or like a flashback of just like running through every possible scenario and it just gets it snowballs Mm -hmm. like it gets worse and worse because you realize like you're so caught up in the what if Mm -hmm. instead of just being in the present moment and thinking about what you need to be thinking about at the time right so I just really really appreciated how they depicted the mental health aspect Mm -hmm. of this right like they did a really good job yeah because it's never just one thing yeah Mm -hmm. well and I really liked you know when Dylan calls and they're talking on the phone at the peach pit and like Dylan is saying all of these different things that have been running through his head and Brandon's like yes that is exactly how I feel I'm not Mm -hmm. alone and it's like no you're not you guys just I just want you to talk to each other and I want you to talk to somebody who is a professional who can help you understand all of these feelings and like you're, you're getting so close you're so close to it it's oh, yeah. like you are recognizing the symptoms and then you go to therapy and they teach you how to deal with the feelings mm-hmm. and get past it and move on and grow right go to therapy <laughs> go to therapy big therapy supporters here yeah cuz then yeah we get to her therapy session and she's like talking to the therapist and they kind of have to condense it all down so we don't really get to hear a lot of it 
But the therapist is saying to her, like, I need you to think of a happy place. And anytime you start feeling these horribly anxious thoughts, like, that's where I want you to go. Yeah. And that's when she starts talking about how she was an equestrian and that <laughs> she would ride her horse all the time, which, like, I don't know. I thought it was a little interesting that they just, like, threw this in there mm-hmm. and we've not really heard her talk about horses ever before. Yeah, I mean, it would have been different had it been, like, with Brandon and his hockey or his basketball or something like that that we've known about. Yeah, like, with- bring something back that mm-hmm. we've heard before, but we've never actually heard Brenda have backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least, like, Brenda's being open and, you know, because for somebody who didn't really know much about therapy or at least the option was there she's actually being pretty open about stuff so it's at least good that she's talking through things and um only comment i had is like the setup was really weird they were in like really formal chairs yeah not facing each other they had to like turn sideways to like look at each other i just thought it was weird yeah i mean i've never been in therapy where like you're sitting in like wingback chairs where you have to like crane Crane. your neck to see your therapist exactly but but anyway, yeah, they kind of like she the therapist um, asked Brenda to think of a happy moment um, and picture yourself there and imagine it. And Brenda does it. And then the crap. man with the gun shows up. Yep. And she's like, no, 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 no. He's in my happy place. He's in my safe place. Like, I can't. I can't go there. Mm-hmm. Which is like heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, totally. Like that was crushing to me, especially because they show like the little girl actor and him just like appearing behind yeah. her on the horse like with a gun yes. and covering her mouth I was yes. like that was so scary Terrifying. that is a nightmare mm-hmm. gosh they did such a good job like upping the suspense and everything mm-hmm. yes like, i love this episode so much it's yeah, it was so good because mm-hmm. yeah like you know she's saying all this stuff and then the therapist is like i'm gonna help you get through this mm-hmm. we are going to make it so that you feel safe again. And there's like a promise of more sessions. Which yeah. Which is nice. They're like, I'm not, this is not a one and done. This is something that we are going to grow for, grow towards. And I'm going to like, I'm going to give you tools and we're going to have discussions. And like, oh my God, my heart like swelled. It's like positive mental health experiences. I know, right? Tell me more. But then we're done with therapy and we go back to Casa Walsh. And it's super cute, like you've mentioned, that the whole gang was there, like, waiting for, wanting to They're see playing how reverse doing. Scrabble. Oh, my God, that was so funny. They're like, we should play a board game. No, we can't do a board game. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, she's here. Hurry, get Scrabble out. <laughs> and they just start throwing tiles down. And they're like, what? We're, we're just playing Scrabble. And <laughs> that then- was so funny when Andrew is like, triple letter score, and then a double letter score, and they're like, good, Andrea, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good. like, clap, 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 and she's like, you put a P on the board. That's not a triple word score. She's like, well, yeah, that's how uh, we're playing. And Steve's like, every word you make, you lose a point. It's um, reverse Scrabble. Like, yeah, 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 so yeah, reverse. So yeah. cute. So cute. No, they're adorable. And then, yeah, they're, like, talking to her about her therapy session and she's like well just because i was seeing a shrink doesn't mean that i'm crazy right and then david's like well i've been in therapy and kelly's like yeah me too and donna was (laughs) like i wanted to go to therapy but my mom told me to come up with a real problem (laughs) donna i love donna my heart and even steve's like i mean yeah i went to like one or two sessions but i didn't i didn't lay down on a couch or anything like and she's like well i didn't either so I loved Andrea. She's like, I would totally lay down on the couch. It's so much easier to talk that way. 
And I'm just like, I agree. <laughs> like, you want to be physically comfortable so you can be mm-hmm. mentally comfortable expressing what you need to say. Yep. And it's really easier sometimes to just stare at a ceiling and mm-hmm. just talk to the ceiling and let somebody mm-hmm. listen to what comes out of your mouth. Absolutely. Totally. Well, and then, like, Brenda's starting to feel better, and, like, just as she's starting to feel more comfortable about having to go to therapy, then the phone freaking rings, and they're like, it's the police, we need you to come down to the station and ID a possible suspect. Which is like... she's like, "Uh, I can't do that. She freaks out, um, obviously, because... Well, and she's, like, totally in her right to do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I mean, and that's when we get a really, really great scene, because... So... She's obviously terrified, and it's not that she doesn't want to catch the guy. It's just she's been... She's scared. Yeah, she's been having these nightmares and daydreams and all this stuff about the guy, and I didn't love that Jim, Brandon, and Dylan were all kind of, like, pressuring her to go see the guy, but it actually brought a really good Shannon Doherty scene and moment when she's just like, I don't want to calm down. I'm not going to calm down. Don't you understand? I'm scared to death, like, but I, I'm, a, I'm allowed to be angry, and I was like... Yes, yes, you are. Absolutely you are. And she made all the points that, like, I was like, yeah, obviously this makes sense. Where she's like, don't you think I want this guy to, you know, be caught? Like, don't you think I, but how can, how am I supposed to go see him when all I do is see him every time I close my eyes? Like, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the whole thing where they're, like, trying to give her grief of, like, do you want him to do this to other people? Yeah, why would you put that on her? That's not her. Yeah, and, like, like if it's not good for her recovery to have to go see this guy, then, mm-hmm. like, maybe she shouldn't do it. Or, like, yeah. maybe she should go call her therapist, and maybe she needs to really think about these things before she goes. Because, like, if they've got him, you know, find out if you have a little bit of time. Right. Like, let her come to this decision on her own rather than all of them yelling at her and I mean she comes to it really quickly on her own and is like I'm allowed to be mad let's go see him well and honestly like because of how it unfolded obviously I know it's only a 40 minute episode but don't you think it would have been fine to just give her a minute before starting to pressure her to go yeah just let her go to her room for a minute think about it she will probably have come back downstairs and be like I'm really scared. I'm really angry. I want to go get this guy. But yeah. I just need you to be patient or something. Like, what? Like, ugh. Yeah. Come on, people. <laughs> I loved this scene so much. And I think a big part of it is that Brenda didn't want to let on to anybody what she was actually feeling. Right. And that, like, through, like, after all this happened. And so I think it was great that she just got all of her emotions out and let everybody know, this is what I've been going through. This is what I'm feeling. Now that you know, I feel better. Mm-hmm. Let's go ID this fucker. Exactly. Let's get him. Yep. Uh, and she just handles it so well. Yeah, she She's just like, it. stop calling me brave and strong because I feel very weak and scared. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's go do it. Now yeah. that you know, yeah. I feel better. <laughs> and honestly, if like, that makes you wonder if she was just able to talk before, if things would be different. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if she was allowed to consider therapy, if she was allowed to talk about what she was feeling, if she was allowed to be scared. If anyone had asked her yeah, yeah, yeah. what she was feeling and mm-hmm. really listened instead of just projecting strength and bravery onto mm-hmm. her. Because she was told that's who she is. Yeah, they were like, well, you did it once before when you fell off a horse. So obviously do it again when someone pointed a gun in your face. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
a, another big part about anxiety is living up to expectations that you think people have for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. you won't let yourself be vulnerable or you won't let on that you're experiencing negative emotions. Right. And so, but like once you let it out and let people know, you do feel empowered. So you did it, baby. I'm proud of you. Exactly. <laughs> she did. And she goes to the police station and like a boss, she admits to the police officer that she's still scared and this is terrifying and she doesn't know if she can do it. But then, you know, the police officer tries to reassure her and say, you know, they can't see you. They're behind glass. Like, this is, we're going to be okay. And I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in the guys and I immediately knew who it I was. I knew it was yeah. number four immediately. Yeah. I, I didn't. Oh, you did I was really? like, these all look like the Canadian boy who stabbed JT in Degrassi. <laughs> And, like, I couldn't tell who it was. But then, like, when they showed him with the hat on, I was like, oh, well, and that was the thing. I looked at his nose, Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, that one has too pointy of a nose. That one doesn't have the right jawline. And, like... There was something with the eye bags. Mm -hmm. Like, and the shadow that the hat put on them, like, really changed the shape of his face. Uh Yeah. Uh Well, and, like, he was all sweaty when it happened. So, like, that kind of, like makes your face look a little different, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. But yeah, when they like pulled the guys up, I'm glad they didn't have them say anything. But like this is when John was sitting with me and he was like, shouldn't they like, didn't he say something to her when he robbed her? Like, shouldn't they have him say that to just like confirm? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like they could have made him say the like, you're really pretty, you know, or whatever. But like that would have been absolutely traumatizing also i'm glad they didn't that totally would have given away who identified him that's very true true so i'm glad they didn't do that i didn't i mean they could have made him say just like red blue yellow you know like maybe just to get the voice Mm -hmm. but yeah i i'm it's probably a good thing they didn't no that's a good point didn't think about that also, I kind of wish that Andrea volunteered to go too and like go in and oh, do the yeah. lineup also. But then again, she, it wasn't her story. Yeah. 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 And also, what if she picked the wrong dude? Yeah. That would have just that would have been all up. so bad. But yeah, I mean, like she picks the right guy. She's like, no, I'm confident. That's him. That's mm-hmm. the one that did it. Lock him up or, you know, whatever she says. Put him away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always think of The Simpsons. When Chief Wiggum says, bake them away, toys. <laughs> he's like, wait. I don't know why. But she's she doesn't do that. No. <laughs> she doesn't. And she like goes out to her family and she's like, I did it. We caught him. And then we learned fine. he was like 17. Yeah. And she's like, that's the same age as me. And I was like, homeboy did not look 17. No. Homeboy he looks like old. He looked like a man. Drugs are a hell of a thing, man. Yeah, true. But yeah, it was very upsetting when, like, she found out he was 17. Oh, yeah, because she was just like, oh, my God. Like, she didn't realize, like, I guess someone her age could be like that or could do that. Yeah, well, and I'm sure she, like, built it up in her mind that this was, like, an adult man who was, like, very much more powerful than her. And Mm -hmm. then, like, you find out it's just a kid and you're like, I could, like, he could have just gone to my school. Right. Like, it could have been nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, they leave the police station, and I think this is when Dylan takes her back to the peach pit, mm-hmm. and is like, "Are you, are you sure? Right? Are you, are you okay?" And they walk inside, and she sees everyone like listening to music and having fun and eating burgers and like 
finally feel like, yeah, I can come back here. Yeah. Like, like I'm okay. she sees the normalcy that's happening and is like, whew, okay, I yeah. do this. She's like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's there and they're like, they make room for her. And just, yep. And it's all and good. It's all friendship. <laughs> and then there's like some last minute twin talk because gotta oh, have yeah, twin I talk. Right I skipped the twin talk. Yeah. Mary, do you know what the twin talk was? No, I ignored every scene Brandon was in, <laughs> except for the one where he was talking to Dylan. Yeah. I mean, that was the th- I was like, you got to fit the twin talk in where you can. So, like, I'm not against it, but I felt like the peach pit was a good last scene. Yeah. But, oh, like, I, I do remember he, like, kissed her on the head, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Of yeah. course he did. And I was like, go away. You're not her dad. At least it wasn't <laughs> the nose. Like, it was that one time that really freaked me out. Ugh, or the karaoke cheek kiss. Oh, yeah. Blech. Just stop kissing. Yeah, your siblings. Your siblings. Yeah. But I mean, like, other than that, I think this was a really tight episode. Like, mm-hmm. there's not anything else in it that I would have taken out or changed. No, like, maybe touch a little bit more on Brandon getting therapy, too. Yeah. Or at least it being suggested that he Maybe that being should. what they do in the twin talk at the end of it. Yeah. Being like, like maybe Brandon, like oh, yeah, I see therapy is really helping you. Maybe I should go, too. Like, something subtle. It doesn't have to be a big scene, just yeah. a line. Well, I mean, the twin talk was not a big scene. Clearly, mm-hmm. we don't even remember it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I would really add. I don't know that I would have taken anything away, either. Right? Like, I think this was really tight. Mm-hmm. Toit. Toit. Toit nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what did you grade it? So I gave it an A mm-hmm. for Dr. Andrea. Oh, nice. Because when they're all talking about therapy, and she's like, I would totally lay on the couch. And they're like, oh, have you been to therapy? And she's like, no, I've just read about it. Yeah. (laughs) And she would totally be a therapist. Like, I could see her being one. Oh, yeah. I also gave it an A. I did do an A minus, just because there was a couple things that frustrated me. And I was scared. Um, But I gave an A minus for all should go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Everyone. That's meaningful. All people. That's it. That's it. That's did you did you have a quote of the week? Oh, yes. <laughs> I like that you just put the the blanket over your head. Well, you know, sometimes you just need a blanket on your head. Sometimes you just you're just a little scared. You need your you need your blanket. Yeah. Oh, and I did like when Brandon was like, "Where's my Mister Pony?" And they're like, "You didn't have a Mister Pony. <laughs> Shut up, Brandon." Didn't he have like a Mister Lion or something? And then a Mister Tiger and a Mister Bear. Oh my! <laughs> he had a Mister Lion and he lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. My quote of the week. Oh, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, every word you make, you lose a point. It's mm, reverse scrabble. That was my <laughs> quote just because I thought it was funny and that was like good, funny scene. It was just so cute. Mm-hmm. And I like, I love when the entire gang is in on like the friendship. Totally. Yeah. Same. That's why I picked it. I love it so much. But okay. Yeah. Well, That's all for this week. Yeah. What do we got next week? I next feel like week. this was really like fast. Like we it kept, was fast. We kept it tight like the episode. It's because it was so linear and like like we didn't have to jump around a whole We didn't bunch. have to we struggle. Just... We didn't have to sit there and complain. Yeah. It was, it so was good. complete, clear, and concise. Yes, exactly. Just it, like your essays should be when you write them in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not how Brandon writes essays. Yeah, for no. real. He just yells the whole time. It's in all caps. His paragraphs <laughs> oh are in God. all caps. He forgets to make his point until the very end of the essay. In conclusion. TLDR. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, so next week we've got season two, episode 26, Things to Do on a Rainy Day. Okay. And hopefully it'll be as like clear, concise, and complete, 
I think that's the right word. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be that next week, but I don't have my hopes too high. I know. Yeah, I know. I feel like we got a really good one, and now I'm just like, all right, time to go back down. Mm-hmm. But we're nearing the season two finale. So I know. Can't believe it. I we're can't almost believe we're almost back to summer. I don't have any more <laughs> trailers until summer. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. Do you want to place bets on whether or not it's another Brandon episode? There have been so many. Oh, like I don't for want next to, week. But yeah. Like, yeah. I I'd bet place it a bet. Is. Things to do on a rainy day. Brandon. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Things to do on a Brandon day. Things to do on a Brandy day. <laughs> Brain, brainy, brainy day, brain day. Bra- if it's brainy. a brainy day, it's an Andrea episode. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. If it's rainy, then I guess it's Brandon. Who's who? Well, it could be Dylan. If he's all sad boy. Dylan again. feels all feels rainy. He feels broody. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it could be anybody. Could be anyone. Could be Jim. It could be Cindy. It could be it's not going to be Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Things to do on a rainy day. Count beans. Count beans. <laughs> Maybe it's a Cindy episode because if it's raining, she can't garden. <gasps> True. Guess she's got to recycle. Yep. She's just got to crush them cans. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next week, make sure to follow us at Back to Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can send us an email at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B A C K T O podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to give us a five star review. Um, and then a rating. I always say it wrong. I know. It's the, it's the, it's the same both. thing. Just, just five give star, us five stars. Rate review. Yes. And then leave us a review. And just like last time, we will shout out a review if you give us one. And it'll be great because we love hearing your feedback and we talk about it. Yeah. And so until we talk to you again next week, from all of us at Back to You Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See you. I almost said I'm Mary as well. <laughs> be like, I'm Ariel and I'm Mary. <laughs>